guys. Welcome back to uh, this week's episode of the Game Anomicon podcast. I'm your host, Will, of course. And uh, this week I'm going to answer a little bit of a listener question uh, regarding my experience in the field. And uh, as I think I had alluded to in the past, uh, I've been playing uh, card and, and board and hobby games uh, since uh, about 8th grade, maybe 7th grade, something like that, I believe. Uh, Tempest Block? No, Weatherlight, I, I believe, uh, had just come out for Magic the Gathering, and that was about when I got into it, um, and had also picked up some uh, some cards for games like the old Werewolf uh, card game Rage, and uh, Guardians CCG, which I still think is one of the coolest little tactical movement card game things I've uh, ever played. So uh, that one has a very soft spot uh, in my heart, uh, along with some pretty amusing art and flavor text and characters and such, but that's neither here nor there. So I picked up Magic as kind of my real gateway game that really got me going in it uh, and played that uh, oh off and on uh, well mainly on through high school and then off and on through college and after uh, I tend to come and go based on uh, some of the mechanics that are available uh, and whether the, f- the flavor of the current sets catch me Ravnica for instance uh, Innistrad tends to do that sort of thing um, and, of course, uh, depending on the format, a little bit popper uh, is something I got into quite a bit. For anybody that is unfamiliar with that but is familiar with Magic, popper is a format where only cards that have been printed at Common uh, are available to use. Um, you can do some actually really cool stuff with that. I uh, used to play that online on, on Magic the Gathering Online or MTGO quite a bit. Um, used to uh, chat and hang out online a good bit with the guys that ran the Popper to the People podcast at the time. So uh, that was something that really caught my attention. Uh, it's hard for me to put the finger exactly on when I drifted into other games, but uh, I played like Mage Knight, for instance, uh, and I had actually traded in almost all of my Mage Knight figures uh, in the fall of 2002 to go ahead and uh, pick up a bunch of Game of Thrones CCG card uh, for their very first set, uh, Westeros Edition. And that's been the main game that's had me hooked ever since. So, of course, you can uh, see that or follow that, listen to that, however you would like, uh, weekly on my other podcast, you might say my main podcast, uh, currently titled The White Book. We're uh, over 263 episodes as of this week, though it was formerly titled Two Champs and a Chump uh, when I started that with a couple local buddies of mine that had won uh, Game of Thrones World Championships. So somewhere along the way, uh, probably due to meeting and playing with some other uh, other Game of Thrones players that, that did other things, I got introduced to a, a variety of other games. Uh, you know, Catans, Love Letters, Cutthroat Caverns, all sorts of things like that. Um, and of course I... Uh, 
had the wonderful opportunity to play test a variety of uh, games. Um, I think I'm only necessarily at, at liberty to say what games or sets for things where that's public information via the rule book. So off the top of my head, I know that uh, you'll see my name in the Game of Thrones second edition rulebook, uh, as well as the Android Netrunner rulebook, uh, both of which are uh, phenomenal games uh, with a lot of depth and strategy and intricacies to, uh, to fiddle with. So uh, I'm also a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings LCG, and I can straight up tell you I've never actually playtested uh, anything for it, but I'm fascinated by the solo nature uh, or capability, the whole cardboard AI sort of thing. So actually, uh, I do have something up on uh, Board Game Geek that you can go ahead and take a look at. Uh, I worked on it with a member of the Cardboard of the Rings podcast, Sean, and a fan of theirs and, and sometimes co-host and friend, uh, Tom, and on uh, a variant uh, competitive system for Lord of the Rings based on the multiplayer rules for Game of Thrones. Um, and it's called Keeping Count. You'll actually see that those are uploaded to the Board Game Geek page for Lord of the Rings uh, under the Files section. You'll, you'll see those are uploaded by Tom uh, Gecko TH on the site. Uh, he did the, the graphic work and you know helped to bounce ideas off and kind of refine things and whatnot. And so he wound up being the one that actually uh, uploaded it since he had all the graphic files. But uh, in, in a nutshell, it kind of transplants uh, the title uh, role choosing system into uh, Lord of the Rings and gives players turn-to-turn uh, -turn goals in order to gain uh, points so that they can demonstrate who the MVP is. Rather than making it a truly competitive game, uh, we wanted to reward people for being better team players. So you're not necessarily picking a winner at the end of, of a game, but you are singling out the, uh, the MVP of the team. And then once you're able to do that and determine one person at a table, well, now you've got the capability to run a tournament. You can advance those people. You can run pairings off of those. You have the, the capability to call down to a final table and name an overall MVP for the day. Um, I think it was well-received. Cardboard of the Rings guys did a special event at Gen Con with it in 2015, uh, right after we debuted it. In fact, you can listen to one of their episodes uh, I apologize for not having the number offhand, but you can listen to an episode there where I uh, came on and uh, Sean and I talked about the, the design and kind of what we went through and what our goals were. So that's uh, that's kind of the main example that you can see right now, uh, though I will uh, say I've got a few other projects kind of percolating at the same time as we gear up for Gameonomicon. So uh, I think I'm actually looking at putting uh, another thing or two out before the Kickstarter push so that uh, folks can maybe play test something, uh, take a look at some writing, uh, this, that, and the other. So I'm kind of finalizing what and when those will be, but uh, I've got some other examples and samples uh, in the works for you guys. So uh, aside from that, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Listener numbers have uh, ballooned 
as of last episode. I mean, sure, we're not setting any records uh, or knocking uh, knocking down any doors here with them, but uh, for a show that's not really been heavily advertised yet, as I get a little bit of a basis built up and we uh, we work our way towards 2017, I am extremely happy to uh, to see uh, numbers uh, quintuple. I guess, from episode four to five. So thank you very much. Keep spreading the word, and I'll be back again next week.